Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, welcome everybody. Seattle Pacific Northwest live terrestrial radio in your cars or in your kitchen. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're going to talk about overcoming some obstacles. Let's look as in healing, healing the body, healing the mind, what that looks like. Um, quite honestly, it, it all boils down to love. And I've got an incredible guest here today. And I'm going to bring him on in just a minute. But I want to remind all of you, if you want to get a copy of the live show, please go to sulanquist.com forward slash newsletter or just go to sulanquist and follow the links. It'd be quite simple. You also know that after live radio here in the Pacific Northwest, and we're also live on YouTube. And if you are driving, please do not go looking for us on YouTube. If you hear it and want to transition to YouTube, all you have to do is type in 1150 AM and you'll see us goofing off on live radio here and also during the break as well on YouTube. And for the podcast world, thank you so much. Give us a four, five, six star rating because that's what we love. (laughs) Share the love. All right, audience. So, you know, it's always about new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas. It's a new you. So you take what resonates with you and then you leave the rest. So today we have got Udo, and you're going to have to explain your last name or say it out for me, because Benny and I have this conversation that I practice and practice, and then right at the moment when I have to get on stage, I get nervous. Oh, (laughs) so it's Erasmus, and it's Greek for worthy of love. What? Seriously, you know, Eros, the god of love? Yes. This is derived from that, and it means worthy of love. It's nice to be reminded. Wow. How beautiful is that? Udo, I love it. All right. Well, you know what? I could read. Do you want me to read the bio? I would really like to just have the audience get to know you and feel your energy and who you are. So let's start with that. Okay. Welcome, Udo. All right. Glad to be on. Thank you. Tell us about your journey and your story. I mean, you've been doing this just just a little while. <laughs> well, I've been uh, I've been doing a bunch of stuff for seventy nine years. So Welcome. I was born in nineteen forty two during the Second World War in Poland. My parents were German Swedish. My mother's name was Lundberg, her maiden name, and they lived in Latvia and Estonia. And they left when uh, Hitler and Stalin made their non aggression pact. And uh, Latvia went to Soviet Union and part of Poland went to Germany, but there was nobody from Latvia or Poland at the meeting. They just took it because they could. And then the Second World War happened. When I was two and a half, we were refugees fleeing from the communists down dirt roads on horse-drawn hay wagons, mostly mothers with young children. My mother had six children, six years and younger with her. And uh, the communists were chasing us, and the allies were using us for target practice. They were shooting at us from planes. Oh, jeez. 
so we we were caught in that it was i just i don't remember much other than fear anxiety yes. confusion you know no reliability there's like it was really chaotic and uh, I be I was very shy. It was like I, I think I had PTSD until I was sixty, and nobody ever said, <laughs> called it anything. Yeah. And we, and we never worked through it or anything. But and I got into the world of of books, and then we made it out to Germany. I, I got left behind. I was in an orphanage for a, for a few weeks uh, before my mother's sister went back and hauled us out. And. Uh, and I was very shy. When I was six years old, I listened to people arguing in Germany, adults arguing about things that I thought were really trivial as a six-year-old. So they must have been pretty trivial. I don't remember what it was, but it occurred to me as, man, there must be. It always made me uncomfortable when they argued. And I, I thought to myself, man, there must be a way that people can live in harmony. And then like a little cocky six-year-old who doesn't know how complicated everything is, I'm going to find out how. I love it. That's, that's been my driver all my life. Living and in harmony. All living of us in harmony. Living yeah. in harmony. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and the only reason I got there that, that early was simply because I saw what happens when people don't cultivate peace or cooperation or, or you know, love. And, you know, they, if, they don't, if they don't cultivate it when they can, when they have the luxury to do it, then they tend to drift downward, downhill. And when you drift downhill long enough, you always end up in a war. And I mean, you can see the world doing that right now because we're not giving peace the attention it needs. We give war more attention than peace. We think peace should just drift down on us, but we got to plan for wars. Right? No. I mean, the we whole plan and we got to facilitate for peace and love and all. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. It just, yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then we say, peace, go like this. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I want God to to let peace drift down on me. So I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> but I'll, I'll do all kinds of other stupid things that get in the way of peace. But anyway, this is like how, yes. how, how we tend to live, right? It's a paradox, right? You know, yeah. and it, it's unfortunately, and I say this with compassion and love, but, you know, it is unfortunate that society something has to happen in order for there to be peace right. or action right. action of, of well, right. i choose peace or above the line mentality you know of love and compassion and gratitude yeah. right as yeah. much as i can and finding the lesson in all of it right because they're always right. there's always something to learn and and <laughs> yeah and sometimes you have to have i mean my best my best learnings have come from my most disastrous events uh, mo uh, many of them, the war was not self-made, but many of my disasters have been self-made. You well, know, it's I, evolution, right? Got, it's your I got, evolution. I got poisoned by pesticides that got me focused on health because, you know, and I was sloppy. My, my marriage broke up and I was, I was really angry and I wanted to kill something. So I took a job as a pesticide sprayer and sprayed them carelessly for three years. And then I got poisoned by pesticides. And then, then I got very interested in health, and out of that came the work that I've done in fats and uh, flaxseed oil was was <laughs> was the first invention that came out of that disaster, and um, and so the the work that I've done on health came out of recognizing getting poisoned that my health is my responsible, and then getting really getting and the doctors couldn't didn't have anything for it, right. So That's I, an important I, conversation, I, Udo. I want to talk yeah. about that because you said it. It's yeah. taking responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's self-responsible self healthcare. 
Oh, it is. Yeah. It's so, you know, humanity and, and, you know, we just leave it up to the big pill mentality. That's not here, by the way, or yeah, the yeah. Fast food industry. It's not the radio yeah. or this person that you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. And it is giving, giving the peoples, the humans, the education, the information and hope. And also like the big permission slip. You can do this on your mm. own. You 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 yeah. really can. Yeah, you can do a lot more on your own than than you give yourself credit for. Yes, let's inspire yeah. the audience to do that and yeah. bring them back to hope again. You know, we're so inundated with stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Right? This is why I have this background. See, this is the, all the stuff. Yeah. And this is the place of potential, and something in us is like that. You know, we got clutter in our head a lot of clutter in our head, but a little deeper inside is complete, perfect mm. peace, complete, unconditional love, complete. And I got people I can hear going, what, what do you mean the space? What do you, what do you mean? Because, and what, how do you find that unconditional love? Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so while the, your body occupies space, right? Yep. So the question then, what is in that space other than your liver and your guts? What is in that space energetically? Because unconditional love is an energy. It's actually solar energy that is called your life that came through green leaves, right? Because they absorbed the sunlight and then they put atoms together and made molecules and the solar energy was stored in that. That becomes your food. You eat the food, you break it down, the solar energy is released. That's your life. That life, its nature is unconditional love. It, mm. it is never, it's not needy. The body's always needy. You know, either you got to eat or you got to sleep or you got to pee or you got to do this or you got to do that. So the body's always, always needing something. And, but life energy needs nothing. It is whole as it is. It's indestructible, all powerful, all knowing, everywhere present in your body. What does it take to listen to that? Well, maybe you have to close your eyes, close your ears. To get rid of the distractions, right? Yeah, sit. Yeah, because we're really good at taking our focus outside. Because we yes. do that all the time, right? But yes. now we're trying to take our focus inside because what we're looking for on the outside, we've actually got on the inside. Yes. You know, the, 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 the peace you want, the contentment you want, the, the joy you want, the, the, the love you want, you have it. <laughs> you're sitting in it but you got to bring your focus to it and that's what i mean by you you close off your and then you sit still as still as you can for go as deep into that stillness as you can do it as how long do you as do you that can. Uda? how do you do that well you i just sit you know but i've been doing it for almost 50 years so i'm All i've right. gotten so a newbie well. a newbie's yeah. got they're okay. like yeah i can't sit still for nothing <laughs> okay you you have to recognize three things i think one is that what you're what i'm talking about and what you're looking for what deep down you look for in your life you've already got it you're sitting on it okay so number one it's already in you this is not something you create this is something you rediscover and reconnect to so number one, it exists within you. Number two, do you want it? Do you feel the need for it? And sometimes we call that thirst of the heart or heartache. When your heart aches, that's not about what if, whatever triggered that because it's usually something you lost or something that ended or some disappointment. 
That's usually what triggers the feeling, but the feeling is not about those things. The feeling is your heart calling your awareness to come back home inside to its source in life. And you were in that place in your mother's womb because there was no place, no, nothing to go out to. There was nothing to do. There was nowhere to go. Everything was taken care of and you were relatively safe. So you were hanging out in the space <laughs> inside your growing body. In a, and I call it the Buddha tank because you were a little, basically little Buddha, little Buddha tank. A little right? Buddha tank. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were in the light. You were in the light. And they call it, you know, in, in Buddhism, they call it enlightenment or enlightenment, which is to, to live present in the life that is yeah. your life, right? Yes. And so, so it's solar energy, it's your life, and it's unconditional love, and it's all power to run your show, and it's the master within you, whether you call it, whether you call it Buddha or Krishna or, or Christ or whatever you call it, right? That's all the same thing. Only when you talk about solar energy, you're doing science and from the outside, it becomes master and you experience unconditional love when you become it because that is your own true nature right you are you are not the body you are life like if i say to you sue whose body is that you know and i pointed you then what would be your answer i i what first comes to mind i'm like it's it's just source it is it's come because i i I resonate from a space of love right it's it Right. I mean, from the 3D world, I go, well, that's Sue. She does X, Y, and Z. Right, right. But, but if we're but, talking from a heart standpoint, yeah. that's a different answer. Yeah, and you're a little bit too sophisticated because most people, if I said that to them, they would say, this is my body. Oh, right? okay. Yes, oh, this yes, is my yes, body. My Here's body. The thing. When I say this is my body, I've just told you that I'm not the body. I'm the owner. It's my body. It's like my, whose watch is that? This is my watch. I'm not the watch. I'm the owner of the watch. So you are the owner of the body. So then who are you as owner of the body? And most people would say, well, I don't really know. Life owns your body. That energy is who you are in your individual essence. That life energy, that solar energy, that master energy is in every human being, 8 billion around the world every human being who's alive an audience did you hear that because udo is talking about life energy and knowing that it's already in you and asking the question do you want it you yeah. know you said the thirst yeah. of the heart that thirst of the heart to, to to feel fulfilled or to be in peace or to feel un, unconditionally loved yeah, in the audience, if you're spinning out right now and you're like, well, I don't even know what love is. I don't know what that even feels like. Well, right now you're in the contrast. So, you know, you don't want that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. You're in the contrast that says, oh, so, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm too much going on. Right. Yeah. You don't go ahead. Yeah. And then the third thing that you, you have to understand, this isn't just something that you can get a formula for. Love is not a formula. Love is what when the starts when the formulas end. So give me a formula. We all want formulas for everything. You know, it's okay. How do you do that? Give me a formula. No, you didn't have a formula to learn how to walk when you were a baby. There was no formula. You saw people walking, but there was no formula. So what did you do? You you tried to get up and you fell in your schnoz, and then 
you know, and then you tried to get up again and you fell on your schnoz again and you cried and you, you but you never quit. And so you started from being totally unable to do something. And then when, by the time you were two, you were running, running around the block and it just takes persistent effort, never quit because never. it's in you is if you get that it's in you and it's accessible and it takes time for you to learn to get good at bringing your awareness in the way you become good at bringing your awareness out. Because when you were a baby, when you were born, you weren't good at taking your awareness out either. But then what happened is, you know, so things changed and things moved and you got the voice from mother's voice and, you know, people touched you and your awareness slowly went out to these changes. That's important for survival, but for fulfillment, you got to bring the awareness home because that's where you that's where your fulfillment lives it will not chase you out into into the world it it waits patiently and quietly takes care of you through all your dramas and all your traumas while yeah. you're tripping out and freaking out and you know <laughs> it's it's just it's just there waiting for, yeah. for you to settle down calm down become still and find your find your focus back inside and it is it's an inside job right and it's I, it's I, earlier, it is earlier i i alluded to you know the contrast folks you know what you don't want mm -hmm. let's just have a little conversation of what society is spinning out and doing that right now what that contrast looks like so we can kind of give an awareness you know give the audience a new pair of glasses to say mm -hmm. oh yeah i guess i am stressed out now mm -hmm. i understand what you're just talking about that peace within yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we think of it as, as we think of peace as, as um, like stress reduction. Mm. Right. Because everything's going too fast. Oh my God. You know, the Beatles sang, I give any, give any, everything I've got for, for some peace of mind or really, uh, or really peace from mind. Right. Peace from yeah, mind. Because our thoughts are driving us crazy. We think we're not in control but something in us is in control. But for, to, to get to the control point, you have to be more fully present in the space that your body, body occupies. And that just takes time. You, you literally, just like you take time for breakfast and you take time to go to the bathroom and you take time to put your clothes on and take the time to, to, to sleep, you need to take time every day to sit still and practice bringing your awareness home, practice being with yourself. And when you, when you get even a little bit good at it, you discover that, that the most incredible experience a human being can have is the experience of being present in their own being, right? Right, yes. And, and, we're, and, we're, and, and what we've done is we, we're, we were, we're called human beings, but we've become human doings. So we're always doing something, doing, thinking, yes. thinking, thinking, or doing, 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 and we don't take the time for being. But being is actually more important than doing. How do I know that? Because you can be without doing, but you can't do without being. So being is your foundation. And if you're not taking time to get to, get to your foundation, you're basically living a life without foundation. And no wonder it goes crazy. Yes. And then, because, you're, yeah, well, you know, what comes up to mind is ADD. You know, I use that as an adjective to describe, right. but 
it, it, it's the frequency and the energy. And I'm, I literally ADD, ADHD, whatever that is, but it's a societal yeah. thing mm-hmm. now. Um, and I mean that as a society. Yeah. Yeah, my my view on ADD is there is such a thing as ADD that comes from not having enough of the right fats in your head or, you know, from from problems with nutrition sometimes. But most people who are classified as ADD or ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, are just kids who are bored. They're really they, they tend to be smart and they get bored very easily. And I, I, when I work with kids like that, I'll ask him, what do you love to do? Oh, oh. I, oh, I love to play video games. Do you ever, do you ever have a problem focusing when you're playing video games? No, never. <laughs> oh yeah. This kid, listen, listen, parents, this kid is not, this kid is not ADHD. This kid is bored. You know, he's, he, he's probably quicker to finish the lessons in school. And then he's bored and then he's looking out the window and they say, oh, this guy that can't pay attention. No, he's got nothing interesting to pay attention to. And to hold him. Yeah. And so then you have to look at a whole other range of how do you get people to be able to focus on what they're interested in and then use that to bring in all the other learning that the kid needs to do. Love that. So audience, what are you interested in? It's not about all of that, you know, the ADHD or ADD and yeah. there's and also fats and other things, dietary, you know, things that you can yeah. do as well. And we can have that conversation, but we're going to yeah. take a quick commercial break. We've got Benny, he's in the studio here. So for those of you driving, we're going to take a quick commercial break. If you'd like to join us on YouTube, all you have to do is click on the YouTube linky poo thing, the icon, and then <laughs> type in 1150 AM. And we'll be on the uh, commercial. We'll be there live on the commercial. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Sue Monquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Hey guys, Sue Monquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Yes, that's positive radio to feed your soul. You know what? Give me 20 minutes and I'm going to give you a lifetime of change. Learn to manage your mind. It's just you, just version 2.0. You hear me say it on the radio, new thoughts, new ideas, new perspective, and it's a new you. Let's have a conversation and stop your spinning. 206-300-2227. Disability is not inability. A person's ability may be different, but still an ability. No matter one's race or age, no matter one's physical or mental condition, we all have limitless possibilities. For more than 100 years, Easter Seals has helped the one in four people with disabilities in America live, work, learn, and play. I'm Angela Williams, CEO of Easter Seals. Visit EasterSeals.com to help. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health, and they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body 
or their lives. If you want to learn more about the Give to Give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. All right, welcome back, Radio World. Hello, YouTube. Thank you for your patience. I had to do some little technical stuff behind the scenes. All right, welcome back. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Benny, thank you so much for all your superstar-ness in the studio. You're welcome. And Udo, thank you. This is such a good conversation to have. And I want to remind mm-hmm. the audience, I'm just going to recap just a little bit. It's peace, it's health, it's evolution, and owning your own self, that ownership, that responsibility that to that life energy. And that life energy is all accountability and responsibility on how you are going to show up, how you are going to use that life force, that life energy, and defining that to be your own, right? And, and if you're saying, which I hear the audience saying, because I advocate for you guys as well, well, what is that? How do I do that? Well, Udo talked to He talked about that extensively. He gave us three steps or three questions to ask yourself. And then also the biggest one, you know, I asked this, how do you want to show up? How do you, and it's all an inside job, the first Mm -hmm. top of the hour. And it really is an inside job of all of, all of this that we're talking about. Right. I mean, it really is. Go ahead, Udo. Well, it, it just struck me to say, you know, how do you do that? Well, one of the ways that you could do that is get all the, get all the get all the scriptures that were written by the the great masters some of them from india you know socrates is probably in the club um you know the but get those scriptures read them yourself don't have somebody interpret them for you because what they what those scriptures are talking about is your internal nature because these masters were masters of human nature. You can only be a master of human nature when you're fully present in your nature. And they were helping people to have the best possible life. And that's what they were teaching. And they always had a stillness practice. One of the practices they said all the time, take time, sit down, and just do nothing but follow your breathing. There's not a not one that doesn't talk about that. And why is that? Because when you're following your breathing, you're not in your head thinking. And all you need to do is get out of your thinking to be in the place where, where the experience of being alive becomes real. Okay, back to the question we were talking, how do you encourage, mm-hmm. inspire, educate somebody that says, no, that bores me. I can't because we were tapping the conversation about ADD and that type yeah. of, right? Yeah. Talk to me about that because that's soup. I, I can't well, tell you how many clients myself and people yes. I talk to. Yes. I can't meditate. I can't. Add. So yes, go ahead. Oh, right. And and I know my, my mother started doing meditation and she, she had a temper tantrum like a six-year-old kid. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> and and it, I really, I, I re, you know, my mother was God to me, right? 
Yeah. So when I was a kid, she was so competent. Of course, everything was being done on her terms. And it didn't occur to me until I, she had that temper tantrum that the reason why she looked so together was because everything was on her terms. But when it, when it came to not being on her terms, she was just, just, just like me. Ah, I don't know how to do this. Right. And so, and so, so we, so, so, so we do that. But what I say to people now is listen, if, if you sit down to meditate and you get bored, then you should recognize that you're, you're, you're heading in the right direction. You're not quite into the light that you are or into the sound that you are in your essence, but you're out of the, out of the addiction to doing. And you think of it as boring, but notice how much peace there is in that boredom. So fall in love with the boredom because you're, you're heading in the right direction. That's what I tell people. But the other thing is that the, what makes this whole journey inward, what makes, what makes it relevant is when your heart aches. And when your heart aches, what I say to people, you know, like addicts are famous for having heartache. Yes. So the counselors tell them, don't dwell on it. And that's exactly the, the right, the wrong advice. What I say to people is when your heart aches, feel it, sit with it quietly with, you know, just pay attention to it. Just feel it, acknowledge it, accept it. And maybe and a disclaimer to the audience, if you need professional help, please seek out professional help yeah. <laughs> to sit with you in those moments too. Yes. Yeah. I just want to make that. Yeah. Because, because the heartache is your call to come home to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you, how can you, you know, and it's the starting point. This is the starting point. You know, you, you can't, you know, you say, okay, I want to win the 800 meter race, but I'm sure not going to put my feet in the starting blocks. I don't like those starting blocks, but I'm going to oh. win the medal. Well, that's not going to happen. Right. Right. Great so you want to take, you know? you, you take a journey to the, the magnificence of, and the awesomeness of your being. You have to start with the need that you feel for going there. And that's what heartache is. Heartache came, heartache began when you were born and your awareness wandered away from inside into the world. And that was an important journey and it happens to every human being. But because you got disconnected from inside, that's where heartache began. Something is missing. Something your is lost. It's your, your lo- it's, yeah. your, it's your feeling of your loss of your own connection to yourself. That's what heartache is when you, when you, when you boil it down to what its essence is. So it's your call to come home. So sit with that call and come home. And the more you oh, sit, sit with, with that, that call, throw and, a tantrum, get squirrely in the seat. <laughs> yeah, and the more you and you, the more you sit with that call. This, the sooner you're going to take that less than a hair's breadth journey inward from there, because that's where it all is. It's so close. And you're already out of your head because when your heart aches, you know, you get out of your head, it grounds you, it makes you simple. And you're almost there. And you're almost there. And you got a straight shot. Nothing, nothing, nothing you have to figure out. Straight shot from the ache to the, to the peace behind it. 
from the ache to the unconditional love behind it, from the ache to the purpose behind it, from the ache to the life behind it. Just, just listen the hair's breadth behind it, deeper inside. And then, and then, then you be the contrast. Oh, go and ahead. You, and then you, and then you can begin to expand the feeling within you. But you got to start, you know. So it, and it starts small, and it gets better the more you do it. Everything is is gets better with practice. And if if you don't want to do the practice, then your heartache isn't strong enough, right? You know, or you, yes. or or it's been misinterpreted to you, so you don't understand what heartache is. Or heartache is it? It's not comfortable. I don't like it, so therefore, let me distract I myself. Think or let me ignore it. Point. Yeah. Let's talk let, to that, please. Yeah. Or let's let talk me. To that. Okay. So when our heart aches, we don't like the feeling. Almost everybody. I've I've done. I do this talk a lot of times with people, and we do the whole thing, right? So we don't like it, so we either distract ourselves from it, and whatever it takes is what we distract ourselves with. Like it, it, I mean, you name it, including crazy and destructive and, and silly things, you know, walking barefoot across Antarctica. Why? Because I think that if I can do that, I'll be famous or I'll be known or I'll have accomplished something and then I'll feel okay again. I know a guy who built an airport, a huge airport. It's named after him. He thought that when he built the airport, he would feel taken care of. I said, let me tell you how your life goes. You start this project, you think you're going to feel good when you finish it. You do 20 years of busting your butt to get it done. Then when, you, when you've got it done, then you have three days where you go, whoa, I did it, I did it, I did it. And then on the, on the fourth day, you feel depressed because it didn't actually fulfill you. He said, well, I wouldn't call it depressed. I'd call it let down. I said, okay. And then you, you pick it. You say, okay, well, maybe I didn't think big enough. Maybe I should have built a bigger airport. Or I, did, or I didn't think in the right direction. So you come up with something else. But always behind it is that hope, conscious, subconscious, sometimes unconscious, that when I succeed in what I'm doing, I will feel cared for. And you will never, because you are already cared for. And you need to just move your awareness. So you don't have to do anything except bring your awareness to the core of your own being. And there it, all, there it all is. And when that happens, you will feel so cared for that it's not about you anymore. This is the cure for narcissism, by the way, right? You will feel so cared, you will feel so cared for that it's not about you anymore. And then the question becomes, when it's not about you anymore and you're cared for, what's left to do? How can I help? Yeah, what needs to be done? Service hard, how can, right? how can I make the biggest splash for good that I can make in one body in one lifetime. That's that's what's left to do when I feel cared for. Until I feel cared for, I will always be a getter because I'll, everything I do will have an element of how's this going to take care of me. And and I, I know that from my per personal experience. I wouldn't do things that needed to be done because I couldn't see how they would take care of me. Oh, wait, that's a really, Udo, that's a really good question to ask yourself when you're in that transition or that what if or mm -hmm. you know the fear the doubts or the addicted chemicals you know whatever's coming up for you yeah that is a great question to ask yeah so yeah so that that's the question how will it take care of me but then i wouldn't do what needed to be done and yes. then guess what once i felt cared for i could take on bigger projects because it wasn't about 
taking care of me anymore. And get when you take on bigger products, get projects, guess what? <laughs> you you actually doing better in the worldly sense too. Yes. Because you're making a difference in the world. Right. And, so you answer and, the call to your heart, you answer the call to the being of service of yourself, like you. You you talked at the top of the hour about you evolved into health because you had a situation in your life that I needed to deal with. Yeah. That you need to deal with, right? But I was already so how doing I just it. take care of me. How go ahead, yeah. Udo. Yeah. But 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 I was already felt cared for because I was already doing the practice. And if I hadn't been doing the practice, I probably would have not done that. And I probably would have got cancer and it would probably would have killed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's the difference between being present inside and not being present inside. Let's talk about that because um, as you, I mean, you know this well more than myself, I'm sure. And, And of course the education and the wisdom and time, the, the society, the society norm, the fast food mentality, the, the let's create drama just so we can fix things, you know, again, going da- um, down the path of illusion, uh, workaholicism, numbing out, whatever, you know, whatever it is, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be pornography, it could be workaholicism, a workaholicism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could be, no, it could be bad politics, and it could be destruction of the environment, and it could be it could be, I mean, it could be any, it could be murder. It could be drug addiction. It could be anything. Yeah, it's all driven. It's all yeah. driven by the call to come home and not understanding the, what, the, what the call to come home, that the call to come home is the call to come home. Yes. And recognizing that and having the awareness, recognizing yeah. that yeah. you've got a pang, listen to the pang, the pang, yeah. the ache, the, yeah. that, that. Yeah. Yeah, restlessness, emptiness, blues, loneliness, you know, there's so many words for it. And depend, and the words depend on what triggers them. But they're not about those triggers. They're about you having disconnected from yourself as a child, the natural process, nobody to blame, and something calling you to come back. And every time you have a loss or something ends or something goes wonky, then you're back to ah, something's missing, something's missing in my life. But there's nothing in any culture in the world that I know of that it, that frames heartache that way. And because what I would say is when your heart aches, that is the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive. Because if it wasn't for the heartache to call you home, you would never find your way home. No different than how, how hunger makes food relevant. And how thirst makes water relevant and how having uh-huh. to go pee makes a toilet relevant, right? <laughs> no different. Right. But heartache, yeah. heartache makes stillness practice relevant. To so find it's important to, to you, find your home. There you go. So audience, listen to it, Udo, um, the conversation. Ask yourself that question. Is it important? Obviously, you're hearing this radio show for a reason. There's something inside of you. There's an ache, there's an, an, um, a question unanswered, a, a thorn, a squeaky wheel, something's going <laughs> yeah. on. You know, right? So many names for it, yeah. So many. There's something going on that says, oh, it's just not quite aligned. It's not, just doesn't quite feel that way. Oh, my goodness. Hang on a minute. 
Yeah. I don't know how that happened because I'm on Do Not Disturb, but bear with me, audience. Sorry yeah. about that, Udo. No problem. Um, now I lost my train of thoughts. Where was I going, Udo? Well, so I, I was going to take it back to, you know, you talk about if you're living the, the hamburger lifestyle and you're kind of like living an unconscious life. Yes. There's not a single person that I've ever met who didn't know what heartache is. But yes. there's not a single person that I've met who understood what the significance of heartache is. Yes, or was able to and define it, right? Yeah, that's and that's, and that's why the reframing is so important. This is the greatest gift you've been given. When your heart aches, this is the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive because it is the, 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 your, your heart will not leave you alone until you come home. And you might wait till you die and then you'll come home or you can come home now and enjoy a, a life of fullness instead of a life of always missing something, a life of emptiness. This is the fullness of all fullnesses. When you have this, when you have this and you get good at staying present here, everything starts to work. Everything starts to fall into place. But when you're of missing, course. when you're missing yeah. out of your own life, why would you expect it to work? The big word that uh, that keeps coming up that you just said, which mm. of course it's the emptiness. It's the squeaky yeah. wheel. It's that there's something going on. Yeah. The emptiness, call it boredom, call it whatever adjective you want to call it. That's yeah. your squeaky wheel. And audience, I'm I, I I feel like I have to keep reminding us of that because we spin out in fight or flight too. There's this whole chemical release that we're going to be yeah. doing as well. And of course, we can't see it because we're in that fight or flight. Right. So Udo is also educating and, and, and advising and talking. And please get, get to your heart space, get to that calmness, get to that peace. And if that's important to you and you're listening to this message for a reason, because you do have that ache and that squeaky mm -hmm. wheel. Yeah. This really resonates with you. So if there's an emptiness, yeah. if there is yeah. that emptiness. No, know that know that your emptiness is your heart calling to come to you to come home to yourself. And have <laughs> compassionate. So this is this yeah. is I coined this a while ago and I love it. The CCs in life, compassionate curiosity mm -hmm. for yourself and others, right? So you get curious and you have fun and have compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we, we don't need to be hard on ourselves anymore. We're always hard on yeah. ourselves, right? No, in fact, you know, if you want the message that life has for your body, life loves your body unconditionally. What does that mean? Yes. When you know, you can be think you can go be going through your dramas and your traumas and all of your thoughts and all of your crazinesses, and the whole time you're doing all of that, life is making sure that that molecule of folic acid that the cell next to your left ankle needs gets delivered there, right? While you're tripping on everything else, it's doing the job of maintaining, repairing, rebuilding your body. 98% of the atoms in your body every year are, re are removed and replaced. So your, whole bo your body is a major construction site all the time. And that's going on without you, you having any mental, mostly you not having mental input on it. That's just what life does for your body. Unconditional care for your body. And, mm. and, and, um, uh, and wouldn't it be nice to be in the driver's seat on that unconditional love? Or heart-centered, you know, when you're, when you're present in your heart and you're present in the outside world, 
at the same time. That's when your life really works. And when you're lost in your head, you become deaf and blind. And no wonder that things don't don't work that well. Right. Okay, let's have that conversation. I was talking to a friend of mine and it is the listening skills. It freaked him out because I'm an engaged listener. Mm. And I listen with the poker face and I meaning I'm going to engage and I'm going to have eye contact with you and I'm going to open my heart. And the poker face comes from if you are sharing drama with me, I'm not going to encourage the drama. I'm just going to let you spill it out, you know, mm-hmm. versus, oh, my God, did that really happen? I'm not going to do that because that encourages all the endorphins and all the other stuff that are coming out. Right. The drama. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do we encourage people to have that engagement listening because it's so important your needs are getting met you're feeling loved not that it's mm-hmm. you have to feel the love from the other person that's not where i'm going with this it's it is for me because for me to love you is to love myself is to love us mm-hmm. right so well, it's a love mm-hmm. for me to engage with you heart to heart eye contact and I'm loving you as much as you're loving me, right? It's it's reciprocated. So and, and, when you don't, when you have that contrast, and somebody is freaked out because, oh my God, you're listening to me. That's freaking me out. What are you doing? What language? What is that for them? Of course, we could go back to the heart that says, "You're not coming home." But I think there's another conversation in that about, you know, compassion for yourself and self worth and self love for mm-hmm. yourself. Can we have that conversation? Well, you know? Sure. Uh, okay. I, I think the the when when people can't when people when it makes them nervous that somebody actually listens to them uh i would pretty much guarantee that that comes from trauma yeah from trauma but here's the thing there's trauma and you may need to deal with it and you may need to sort out what happened and and maybe reframe it for yourself or maybe come to a better conclusion or decision than you had to make as a kid for your survival. But the whole time you're doing all of that, something in you was always whole. Something in you was never affected by any of the dramas and the traumas. Imagine if you could be present in the dramas and traumas and at the same time feel the peace. Mm. Because that's how we live. We we live in the world. We live in the world. We live in the world. You know, there's this, there's this, there's this, this space, this clean space in us. And then there's the clutter in our life, yes. right? The clutter is on the outside and in our mind, the, the, the clean space is a little deeper inside than the mind can go. The mind is a surface phenomenon. It's yeah, the, the, you're not going deep with the mind taking yeah. the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah, no, the, if you go deep enough with the mind, the mind will be gone, right? Because it's an interactive, it's an interactive uh, situation, right? Yeah. But something in you is not interactive. Something in you is whole. Self, mm. self whole. Doesn't need something added to it. Has already, in fact, adds something to everything else. And if you can bring that and add that to everything else that you're doing in the world, because you're in touch with it, then you change the quality of all of your interactions. You know, in, 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 in relationships, I think it's beautiful. You know, I saw the goddess in her. This is how it happened. This is for a real story. I saw the goddess in her. It's like, oh, my God, there she is. And she saw the God in me. I don't know why, but she did. <laughs> she said, oh, my God, there he is. Right. And because I saw the love in her, 
and we had never spoken a word and I'd never heard any denial of that from her. I thought my love was going to come from her. And because we talk about we want to be completed, so we think somebody, another person will complete me. And we say that, oh, he completes me, oh, she completes me. You know, and so what happened is I thought the love was going to come from her. She thought the love was going to come from me. But neither she was in touch with the love she is within herself to bring it out into the relationship. Neither I was in touch with the love that I am to bring into the relationship. Yeah. So if neither person in the relationship can get to the love and bring it into the relationship, where's the love supposed to come from? Yep. And that's what happened. So she was disappointed because I couldn't fulfill her. And I was disappointed because she couldn't fulfill me because fulfillment is an inside job. It's a personal inside job. And I say to people that that's your homework. If you haven't, if you don't feel whole by yourself, you're not ready for a relationship because you will tear down that relationship because you're going to put expectations on the other person that they cannot possibly meet because we're not built like that. Yep. So do your homework first. And when you're, when you feel loved and feel loving then you can bring something into a relationship you know Feeling the other way to look at it and also sustaining that on your own right well yeah you have to go to it that's always a, 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 a loan job yep always. to get in touch with what's within me i mean no master goes with me there no no friend goes there with me that's that's the the journey, the non-formula journey home to yourself, right? Yes. I have, that's my homework. That's the work I do at home. That's the homework. And mostly people don't do their homework. Uh, and we all have homework to do. Eight well, billion, speaking of eight homework, billion get, people. Udo, I know. Udo, let's talk about your book, please, because we've got just yeah. a few more minutes before we're going to be um, needing okay. to get out of here. Yeah. So let's talk about your latest book, Among Many Babies That You Have Birthed Out. Yeah. and websites and how they can get a hold of that because you've you've compiled everything into this baby right yeah i what what it is it's a it's an overview book on human nature and nature or health how health affects us because everything affects health everything everything so what what affects health whether you're aware of yourself or aware of awareness that's the that's the foundation that affects your health when you're not aware then you're without foundation, okay? F affects health. Then you start doing other things that don't make sense from the foundation that is your foundation. You know, first from you have to have the, the awareness that is the, that is, is, that created you and that created the universe, same foundation. Yes. Then number two is life energy. Life energy is the unconditional love, the power that weighs nothing and runs the entire show. When you're not in touch with that, you don't feel whole. You know, <laughs> you know, when you don't feel love, something's missing. Right. And number three is inspired creativity. That's the shine of the love that you are into the world. Those three are internal and per personal, and they are they are the foundation that most people don't do the homework to be in touch with. Although all masters over history have recommended that people put that first, we tend to put it last. Oh, 
but it still works even when even when we put it last even when we put it last it still works then there's the physical body then you know that's about food and fitness and detox and digestion and that's what we mostly focus on when we talk about health then there is um survival smarts that's your interaction between you and the world uh, survival that's basically protection and procreation then there is who you hang out with social group that affects your health you know when we were kids when we were kids and we were playing soccer and somebody really ticked us off we would yell at him you make me sick even as kids we knew that (laughs) right right yes and then then it's then there's the natural environment you know if you if you poop in your nest you will nest in your poop that sums up the environmental issue and uh (laughs) and, and uh and then there's the big picture, which is that here, here, here I am in a terminal condition called the human body in an infinite universe. And to be okay with that, you know, to be, to be present to the nature of things, to, to, right. to live fully present in all of my being and my surroundings, not lost in thoughts in my head. That's the cherished state. And you get it for, if you're lucky, 100 years. You know, for 14 billion years before that, you didn't exist. After that, for the next four and a half billion years, you won't exist until the sun blows up and scorches the earth. That's what's supposed yes. to happen in four billion years, right? All right, Udo, you here you what, are. You, yeah. We've got less than a minute. I want yeah, to okay. make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Okay. Please give your website real quick. Yeah, uh, udoschoice.com for, for the oils and the products that I work with, digestive yep. enzymes probiotics and uh, theudo.com or udoerasmus.com for the inf- the education and the courses and all of that. Yes. And when you're driving, don't worry, you guys will get all this information yeah. from the newsletter on all the social media. Udo, it's been an absolute delight having you. Yeah. I love this conversation. I could keep talking for hours. Yeah, well, to we can audience. have another one. <laughs> yes, let's do it. I'm getting yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. To the audience, thank you so much. You had a squeaky thank wheel, you. open your heart, and no pooping in the nest. Come on, people. <laughs> plant some <laughs> trees. Do I less know. and plant some trees. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. And until next week, right. each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.